This is Jim Tetzer, your host right here on Authentic News on RBM Live, this 29th day of February, 2024. Big news from the Donald Trump front. The Supreme Court will decide if Trump is immune from prosecution for attempting to overturn the election. As I've explained on numerous occasions, he was attempting to ensure that our elections were conducted in accordance with the law. He had sworn an oath to ensure that the law is faithfully executed. It's completely appropriate he was doing that. What this means is it was in relationship to the fulfilling of his duties as President of the United States, from which he is immune for lawsuit. I mean, just imagine. If President were not immune for the duties they carry out as president they'd be subject to lawsuits every time someone doesn't like what they did it would be absurd wednesday order granting certiorari to trump says all arguments will begin the week of april 22nd the order also instructs the appellate court to keep special counsel jack smith's case against trump paused until the supreme court reaches a decision on the immunity issue that question is already delayed what was an expedited schedule for the prosecution. A federal grand jury in D.C. had indicted Trump on four counts on August 1st, 2023, and after legal back and forth between Smith and Trump's legal team, the court had set a March 4th, 2024 trial date. But, of course, Jack Smith, operating as a political figure for election interference on behalf of Biden and the Democrats, was moving that schedule in such a way as to have maximum input on the election. Thank goodness. I say it's a good thing and only just that it was delayed. And I predict with every confidence that the Supreme Court is going to rule that Trump is immune. That means those election-related suits are going to disappear. Tom Fitton tweets, in a massive loss to Biden regime, Jack Smith and the rabid anti-Trump D.C. courts, Supreme Court grants Trump request to pause proceedings so I can decide whether a former president can be prosecuted for official acts. I guarantee you they will find that he cannot. Another story about it. Liberal meltdown ensues after Supreme Court announces it will hear Trump immunity case. Just plain terrifying. Former President Trump was added a victory Wednesday after the U.S. Supreme Court announced they would take up the question of presidential immunity and possibly push back a criminal trial until after the election. The court said it would consider whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office. Special counsel Jack Smith asked the court to avoid delaying the trial in order to serve the unique national importance to the public interest, meaning in order to benefit the Democrats in a contest against Trump. Among the most, even if the Supreme Court rules against Trump, the decision would take months. Many on the list took the decision as confirmation that the highest court in the land was in a grand conspiracy to help sway the election to the former president. Now, here's a good example of a frivolous claim of a conspiracy theory. Among the loudest and most histrionic voices on the left, 
was MSNBC host Chris Hayes, who's a mental midget. He called the order a clear and unmistakable sign from the mega majority of the Trump-created court that they are with him, that they're going to use their power to make sure he does not face trial in an election year of attempting to end democracy. Ridiculous. They're terrified, no doubt. What the Supreme Court did today is just plain terrifying. Read a social media post from Slate writer Mark Joseph Smith. The judges are actively abetting Trump's effort to run up the clock and evade trial for January 6th. In a choice between independent and cynical partisan loyalty, the majority picked the latter. Just about as ridiculous an argument as one could possibly make in a context like this. All these criminal complaints were manufactured. They have no actual merit. They're not based either on law or on the facts of the matter. Nevertheless, they moved forward in a massive effort to conduct election interference. When they bring the suit, Trump has the perfect right as a former president to request clarification since several of them entail actions he took in his official capacity as president, whether or not that made him immune from these lawsuits, I predict they will find that it does. Meanwhile, Slovakia says some NATO members are considering sending troops to Ukraine. Sounds a bit ludicrous. But here's the deal. After two years... Neocons are desperate for more war in Ukraine. Anti-war.com writes, in a recent CNN interview, the normally very confident U.S. Undersecretary of State Victoria Nuland sounded a little desperate. Is trying to make the Congress pass another $61 billion for the neocon proxy war in Ukraine and was throwing out old slogans neocons have used who want funding for their latest war. Asked by CNN whether she believes Congress will eventually pass the bill. Dillon responded, she had confidence that we will do what we have always done, which is defend democracy and freedom around the world, even though Ukraine is the most corrupt non-democracy one could imagine anywhere in the world. You'll not find one more corrupt. And indeed, they have just forfeited their national election by extending martial law which, as I may have mentioned before, I believe the Democrats are going to try to pull a similar con right here in the USA. Meanwhile, NATO's debate over direct military intervention in Ukraine shows its desperation. President Macron hosted over 20 fellow European leaders Monday to discuss their next moves in Ukraine, including the possibility of a conventional NATO intervention which he said they had ruled out for reasons of strategic ambiguity despite reaching a consensus. His Polish counterpart also confirmed the subject was the most heated part of the discussion. The very fact this scenario has been officially considered shows how desperate NATO has become. Ukraine, after all, is not a part of NATO. Putin has made it very clear if they were to make Ukraine a part of NATO, that would be a declaration of war. Not only that, but it was, of course, a principal reason for the special military operation into Ukraine on the verge of a 
massive assault on the Donbass that was about to be launched by Kiev, which would have entailed an all-out slaughter of the ethnic Russians there, just as we have the all-out slaughter going on in Gaza today of Palestinians. Meanwhile, antiwar.com again. European officials, as everyone knows, there are Western special operations in Ukraine, meaning everyone already knows that NATO is fighting the war already. So why should they be debating? They're already doing it simply covertly rather than publicly. But how could NATO justify when Ukraine is not a part of NATO? I mean, it's bizarre. In the wake of President Emmanuel Macron's comments about Western countries not sending out troops to Ukraine, not sending troops to Ukraine, a European official speaking to the Financial Times pointed out that Western special operation forces are already in the country. Everyone knows there are Western special forces in Ukraine, and they've just not acknowledged it officially, a senior European official official said. The discord leaks revealed last year that as of March of 2023, there were 97 NATO special ops soldiers in Ukraine, including 14 Americans and 50 British. Leak confirmed earlier reporting from The Intercept that U.S. special forces were on the ground along with CIA ops. It's unclear the number of NATO troops inside Ukraine has changed since the discord leaks. But the comment from the European official confirms they are still there in some capacity. Macron's comments also drew attention to tens of thousands of foreign fighters who joined Ukraine Foreign Legion. At least 50 American citizens have been killed fighting in Ukraine. And I dare say, for everyone who joins, we're going to have another casualty. The Russians are being extremely efficient. Meanwhile... Given the magnificent presentation before the International Court of Justice by Ralph Waite on behalf of the Arab League, where he demonstrated conclusively, leaving no doubt about it, that not only does Israel have no moral justification for its existence, it has no legal warrant either, that there is no legal framework justifying the existence of the state of Israel and that those lands belong to Palestine, Israel no doubt is going to respond that they do not consider themselves bound by human law, but by a higher law, by God's law. But think about it. Every group could make such a claim. Every desperate religion could make such a claim that they do not have to adhere to human law because they're following a higher law, their God's law, and imagine, contemplate, uh, the coher- incoherence, the war of all groups against other groups that would ensue if that were an acceptable policy. Because we're human beings here on earth, because we're not able to arbitrate God's will from the will of other claims about God's will, because we have no method for discerning a higher authority, we must be bound by human. And in that case, that includes the Hague Convention, the Geneva Conventions, and other international laws. Here I cite, and you can find a lot about it, Geneva Conventions and their additional protocols. Now, this is from Cornell Law School. I, I, I'm offering links 
We have uh, parties to the Geneva Convention, which is most of the nations of the world. There's the first convention, the second, the third, and the fourth. There are some additional protocols, links to that, too, if you've got to get a grip on international law. Also, member states of the Arab League, which was so ably represented by the British barrister. That is available as well. Some of these sites are coming from uh, WikiLeaks, other, from other sources. This, for example, is from Britannica about the Arab League as a regional organization of Arab states in the Middle East and parts of Africa formed in Cairo on March 22, 1945. The founding members were Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Transjordan, now Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen. Other members today are Libya, Sudan, Tunisia, and Morocco, Kuwait, Algeria, Bahrain, Oman, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Britannia, Somalia, the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Interesting how it has status. Djibouti and Comoros. When Yemen was divided, the two regimes were represented separately, but now, of course, it is united under the Houthis. But the United States and uh, the United Kingdom want to ignore with their ongoing attacks upon Yemen. Outrageous. We have a, a report about a Biden memo that was tying uh, humanitarian considerations to skirt oversight of USA to Israel. This is coming from the Libertarian Institute. The Joe Biden administration is requiring all countries that receive U.S. military aid, including Israel, to agree to not commit war crimes using American gear. The White House scrapped a pledge to prevent Congress from placing restrictions on a massive military aid package for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan, as some lawmakers ask for greater accountability for U.S. arms transfer. According to rights group, Israeli forces have used American-made weapons, commit a number of suspected war crimes in Gaza. Can there be any doubt about it? We all know the genocide could not continue absent American weapons being provided by the Biden administration. Meanwhile... We have another update. This is from Mondo Weiss. Operation Al-Qasa Flood, day 144. Israel and Hamas contradict Biden claim that a Gaza ceasefire is close at hand. No doubt about it. Biden talks a good game, but it's by and large bullshit. U.S. President Joe Biden says regarding the deal between Israel and Hamas, well... I hope by the beginning of the weekend, by the end of the weekend, Biden adds, Ramadan's coming up. There's been an agreement by the Israeli they would not engage in activities during Ramadan as well in order to give us time to get all the hostages out. Latest deal framework consists of a temporary truce for 40 days, release of 40 Israeli hostages in return for 400 Palestinian, release of five Israeli soldiers, in return for 15 Palestinian national figures presently in Israeli jails. We all see. But you can count on nothing honest from Israel. Meanwhile, there's a history 
of Israel's sexual assaults on Palestinian women put, put together by Israeli historian Elon Babe. You've got the link here. Meanwhile, Abby Martin exposes a shocking level of racism at a Tel Aviv rally. This is important, in my opinion, because while they are very clever in accusing others of being racist by criticizing Israel or Jews, that's the whole anti-Semitism shtick. The fact of the matter is that the Israelis, the Jews, are the most racist group in the world today. So just contemplate what Abby Martin's got to say here. When they say it can't be done, we say, just watch us. Abby Martin has been doing incredible work in this space for quite a while um, as reporting on on Israel. And she went to a rally. It was an anti-immigrant rally in Tel Aviv. And this is such a good example of how Zionism is a an extension of or a sibling of white supremacy and how uh, interconnected Zionism is with these systems of oppression, because this isn't just about Palestinians. This is about African immigrants in this instance. And you'll see here, I'll speak over uh, if they're not speaking in English for the podcast audience, but um this is but sorry what'd you say brother okay but we're all set here so this is uh this is a clip that i think you might uh, have some thoughts on amanda so many politicians openly calling to expel these so-called infiltrators and whipping up xenophobic hatred against refugees we went to an anti-refugee rally in tel aviv where demonstrators burned an effigy of the mayor for allowing the children of refugees into local schools and I'm a member of the Labour Party, and I consider myself left-wing, and I support the struggle because I think it's fair and it's just. They've come here with their practices and with their multitude of problems, and this cannot coexist. They must be removed en masse from here. I think we get a sense here. So that's great. I mean, when he says I'm left wing, you know, be right back. Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who is it for? All the lonely people. Health Simple with Colorado Shilaji. Fact bit number two. In Ayurvedic pharmacology, Shilaji is the king, Raza Yoga Vahayana. Raza Yana is one of the comprehensive disciplines of Ayurveda. It comprises of specialized uses of herbal minerals to achieve the optimum state of health. Raza Yana is a path to achieve homeostasis and thus retarding the process of aging and the prevention of diseases. Shilaji stands alone as the king herbal mineral over all other earth-made substances. Within Razayana, Shilaji is the ultimate substance that improves quality of plasma and blood. Thus, it strengthens and promotes health to all tissues of the body. Legit Shilaji 
like Colorado Shilaji, is as the literal Sanskrit translation implies. Shilaji is the conqueror of mountains and the destroyer of weakness. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Abby Barton, it caused me to reflect that Zionism is actually racism. That is a very clever feint to talk about racism against or discrimination against Jews when the Jews are discriminating against everyone, everyone who's a non-Jew. I think this is terribly important to share. It's like a light bulb going off that the anti-Semites aren't the racists, it's the Jews who are the racists and who use claims of alleged anti-Semitism to deflect the fact, divert attention from the fact that that's the core of Zionism, Jewish superiority, that all the other races only exist to serve the Jew. Bear in mind. Meanwhile, 
The, the, uh, Mike Palin talks about a predicament of Palestinian refugees amid the genocide. To fully understand the genocide taking place in the Gaza Strip, we need to look at how Israel has strategically distanced itself from any responsibility for the fate of the refugees. Israel has consistently used lies and fabrication to lay the blame for Palestinian refugees upon others. Initially, it was a fault of the Arabs for promising the Palestinians they could leave while the Arab enemies kicked out Jews out of Palestine, after which they'd be able to return. The Palestinians fell for this. So the Zionist story goes. And now it's too bad for them they cannot return. Even if this was true, it does not explain why. From the end of 1947, the Zionist terror group were violently displacing Palestinians, nor does it explain why the refugees were not permitted to return. This is very central to the presentation by the UK barrister to the International Court of Justice about the guarantee of the right of return for Palestine, for Palestinians, one and all, everyone. Meanwhile, as Electronic Intifada reports, every child in Gaza faces starvation. Every single child in Gaza is facing death, either by Israeli bombardment, starvation, or disease. More than a million children are living a catastrophic health emergency directly caused by Israel's ongoing blockade of humanitarian aid, according to a new report by Save the Children. In northern Gaza, which has effectively been cut off from aid deliveries by the Israeli military, one in six toddlers is actually malnourished, says the United Nations Children's Fund. Much more. Another manifestation of Jewish racism. Meanwhile, Egypt has been accused of threatening rights groups that reported on the construction of the camp in the Sinai for the Palestinian refugees. Again, antiwar.com. Egypt has been accused of threatening a human rights group first reporting on the construction of the walled camp for Palestinian refugees in the Sinai Desert. Remember, once they leave, they are not going to be allowed to return. 18 civil society groups, including Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch, said Egyptian officials have been engaged in a smear campaign against the Sinai Foundation for Human Rights and its director, Ahmed Salem. They were the first to report on the construction of the walled camp and explained it was being built to prepare for an influx of Palestinian refugees as Israel is threatening to invade Rafah, the southern Gaza city on Egypt border, packed with 1.5 million Palestinians. And Sisi, the president of Egypt, turns out to be himself a Jew who's accepted a $10 billion bribe to do this. How bad is that? Meanwhile, we can also access the United Nations Convention on the Laws of the Sea that explained that what the Houthis are doing is in accordance with international law. Worthy versus unworthy victims? A study reveals the media's selective coverage of Navalny versus Lira. Navalny, by the way, it has now been acknowledged, died of a blood clot. He was not assassinated by Vladimir Putin on the one hand, or by the 
CIA or MI6 on the other. A new Mint Press study of media coverage of the death of American journalist and commentator Gonzalez Lira and of Russian political leader Alexei Navalny has found that the established U.S. press overwhelmingly ignored the former and focused on the latter, no doubt because it had propaganda value to a smear Putin. The New York Times, Washington Post, ABC News, Fox, CNN collectively ran 731 segments on Navalny between Feb 16 and Feb 22 compared to just one. 731 compared to one on Lyra since his death on January 12th. Be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company? And it would pay for itself in just six weeks. When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Well, here's a fascinating story. Namely, Senate Whip Thune, early favorite to succeed McConnell. Less than two hours after the bombshell announcement by Senator Mitch McConnell that he would step down as Senate Republican leader in November. One name was a focus of most Senate watchers as a likely successor. John Thune, South Dakota senator, and McCall's deputy is GOP Whip. The Whip, of course, is the guy who's supposed to keep track of all the votes, keep senators in line to support policies of the party and the like. Soon, who's expected to declare for the leadership of Senate Republicans soon, is well-liked by his 49 colleagues in the Senate GOP conference. With a lifetime average rating of 83.52% by the American Conservative Union. The South Dakotan is also telegenic and a popular fixture on Sunday talk shows. Most importantly, Senate sources told Newsmax, Thane doesn't have a Trump problem in the mold of McConnell. The Kentuckian and the former president could not stand one another and clashed on issues ranging from NATO to the disputed 2020 election. Yes, how many times did I hear McConnell say it had been an honest election for which I despised him? Trump nickname for McConnell was the old crow, which McConnell joke was actually a compliment. His old crow was Kentucky politician Henry Clay's favorite bourbon. Although the South Dakotan did describe Trump's behavior on January 6th as 2021 as inexcusable. He has since packed up, patched up any differences the two had, and in fact, delivered a ringing endorsement of Trump by his victory in the South Carolina primary on Sunday. What pundits are dubbing the race of the three Johns, Thune is likely to face competition from Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming and Senator John Cornyn of Texas. Barrasso, 71, 
a physician, chairs a Senate Republican conference. Cronin, 72, is past chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a prolific fundraiser. But I'll tell you, it's going to be soon and a good thing and a move forward. Here's a legal expert revealing a simple truth about Donald Trump's New York judgment. This, of course, is going to be Jonathan Turley. The big problem with James' case against Trump during an appearance on America Report, he said the fine imposed on Trump was excessive because none of the alleged victims suffered any financial losses because of their business relationship with a former president. Part of the disconnect here is you have what will be over $455 million if you include interest, and then on the other side of the ledger, you have zero dollars. So I mean, fine $455 million when the loss has been zero. There's not a single dollar lost by these victims, Charlie continued. In fact, the people whom Latitha James called the victims actually wanted to do more business with Donald Trump. They said they made a lot of money, and they viewed him as a whale client. They wanted more loans with him. Think about it. But Letitia James has gone way over the deep end. Meanwhile, there's a video about her ghost donors and extravagant lifestyle. But, of course, we got to skip over the ads, in this case, one with... Barack Obama, the AG from New York, who is obsessed with Trump, has now got a little of financial scrutiny herself. And this is a great report from Village Crazy Lady. And this explains that Hishi had some ghost donos, some donors who may have been sending her money from untraceable sources. And so we're going to go through this thread and hear more about some reaction about what's happening in New York with Tish James, the AG. Here is the thread from Village Crazy Lady over on the X platform. She goes by the name now. Here's the story. It says, you know, when I got asked to look into Latish last week, I wasn't expecting to find much. And as you probably know, James is the attorney general against Trump, who's got a $450 million order against him. So some background. Tish, she was elected as the New York AG in 2018, re-elected in 2022. Now, prior to that, she was a public advocate for four years, whatever that is, and a New York City council member for eight years before that. Prior to that, she was a public defender for legal aid. So in other words, she's a lifelong public servant, so-called. And other than a mishap in 2010, where she neglected to list the Brooklyn Brownstone property that she owns and rents out, she hasn't had any public scandals. So is Tish going to have a special prosecutor that she's indicting like Fanning? Probably not. But with that said, Mel did find something. And this has now gotten 1.2 million views, right? This threat is fire. Now, with that being said, I'm not quite sure what I was expecting to find, but I wasn't expecting what I found. The first thing you'll notice when you download and sort the expenditures of any politician running for re-election in a safe seat is how they use their campaign funds to increase and supplement their lifestyles in a way that none of us ever could. What do I mean, says Mill? Well, in 2023 alone, James spent over $28,000 on hotels. Over 15000 of that was spent on luxury hotels in Puerto Rico, which is curious. She's the New York Attorney General. Why is she using campaign money in Puerto Rico? Is she campaigning down there? Don't know. Maybe she was meeting up with 
with Fannie and Wade. I don't know, but they were at luxury hotels. And so here she's done an analysis on this. 28 grand on all these different hotels, Massachusetts, New York, New York, Puerto Rico, multiple times, Conado Palm Inn in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Hotel Caribe, San Juan, Puerto Rico. We got Edgar Hotel, Massachusetts, another one, New York, the Royal Sunesta, Puerto Rico. What's she doing in Puerto Rico? $28,000. Now, then there's the airfare, right? In the last five years alone, she's been the New York AG. She spent over 84 grand on airfare to fly herself all over the country. This includes private jet rentals. Here you go. Hotels, 117 grand. Airfare, 84 grand. Car rentals, 15 grand. Meals and catering. We knew that was going to be a big one. I mean, you know, we knew. We were like, whoa. 100 grand, obviously. Knew that was coming. Reimbursements, 65 grand for a total of 384 grand in expenditures over those five years. That's a lot of campaign cash, man. And remember, she's all up in Trump's Excel spreadsheets. Like, ah, this is wrong and you can't do this. Even though no one was complaining about it, there was business that was done by the banks. The banks were perfectly happy with it. They called him a whale employer. No one was harmed. No one lost any money. It was all pure negotiation. And Trump got a financial audit and a rectal exam. Okay. And now questions about Tish. Is she, is her house in order before she starts casting stones? Here Mel says she billed her campaign over 20 grand a year for meals. We knew that was coming. Like clearly that seems a little bit low actually. And no, these aren't large catering events. 20 grand campaign meals. These are receipts from everything. Okay. Here are the receipts. $18 at Dunkin Donuts. I'm sure, you know, I don't know what it doesn't cost, but that sounds about right. Probably breakfast. 60 bucks at Dave and Buster's while she's playing video games on her lunch. $165 at an oyster bar. That's nice. And $700 at a steakhouse in Brooklyn. I wonder what that was for. Golly. She got the lobster, didn't she? Then there's thousands that are spent on Uber and Lyfts all over the place. Tens of thousands also, right? Tens of thousands of dollars are spent on office at everywhere from Target to BJ's to wholesale, BJ's wholesale, whatever that means. Love it. She's going to get her opens. This is Fannie Willis is getting hers. Meanwhile, we have more. Anti-Trump New York AG Atisha James is suing the world's top beast producer for misleading the public about climate impact. This is the old cow farts thing. I mean, this is ridiculous. InfoWars picked up on this. How appropriate. New York Attorney General recently ordered presidential frontrunner Donald Trump to be $355 million is now going after the world's largest beef producer. Soros-funded, of course, Democrat operative, Ladisha James announced Wednesday she's suing JBS USA Food Company, the world's largest beef producer, for misleading the public about its environmental impact. If beef industry is one of the largest contributors to climate change, and JBS has falsely advertised its commitment to sustainability and endanger our planet. This is just ludicrous. But that's what we expect from these Soros-supported DAs. They have lost their minds. Meanwhile, get this. Netanyahu's plan for Biden, and they're running so many Sandy Hook aides, it's unreal. Celebrity sighting in Miami. I mean, we've been talking about this might be some Zelensky. Let me just preface this by saying this appears to me to be pure propaganda. The author is claiming that B. 
Bibi wants to drag out the war to diminish Biden's popularity because he wants Trump to be president. Anyone who believes that, I'm telling you, I got a bridge to sell. This is Juan Guaido's current home. And uh, yeah, your Netanyahu has been spotted. This is what Netanyahu's son is doing while his generation of Zionist settler soldiers is committing genocide in Gaza and the I mean, and this is fueling anger against Netanyahu inside Israel. Yet the Biden administration is propping Netanyahu up. And, and what I'm saying about that is like Netanyahu aims to elect Donald Trump in November. It's another reason he wants to keep this war going. The war is harming Biden. And that as long as it goes on, Biden's base is going to collapse. He's going to lose the youth vote. The numbers are showing more and more Democrats are furious. And it could be just enough to lose a few swing states. Obviously, Michigan is lost. I got to tell you, this guy, in my opinion, is completely incompetent. If BB wanted Trump to be president, he would not have been off that undermining of the election in 2020 to keep him out of office. Here's good, the Babylon Bee. Nine surprising findings from Joe Biden's physical. President Biden underwent his annual physical exam, and despite evidence to the contrary, he is apparently still alive. That's not the only startling discovery that came from the exam, however. The Babylon Bee has obtained copies of the medical record can now reveal the following surprise findings. Number one. He arrived with his stool sample already in his pants. The doctor appreciated the president's initiative. Second, the suspicious mole on his arm turned out to be just melted chocolate ice cream. This was discovered when he licked it off mid-exam. Third, there was a crayon up his nose that had been pressing on the frontal lobe of his brain this whole time. Well, that explains a lot. Fourth. There's a tapeworm living in Biden's intestine that he's nicknamed Barack. Sounds about right. His fifth, his lungs are half filled with hair for young girls. Stop sniffing so hard, Joe. Six, he's under the impression that his wife is a doctor. Poor guy. Seven, his cardioid arteries are 98% blocked with chocolate chip ice cream. 2% of blood reaching the brain. Not bad. Eight, his cognitive ability is the best of any president in history. Wait a minute. Nine, there are currently three different types of dementia warring for supremacy in his brain. That sounds more like it. All in all, much less concerning than anyone would have predicted, he's still every bit as fit to lead as Jimmy Carter. Meanwhile, Mikey Young's report from the invasion, what's going on? Down at the border. We are off and running. And ladies and gentlemen, do we have a show for you? I have an exclusive interview right now. Just recorded, bringing it to you for LFA exclusively from Michael Yon. Uh, Without further ado. 
Michael Yon, all the way through for the entire hour here. I have actually a matter of seconds here uh, to spare. Uh, the interview is going to be going all the way through. You guys will enjoy. Let's uh, see you spout off in the chat room on LFA. Thank you. Welcome. And here it is, an exclusive Michael Yon, just back from the Darien Gap in Panama. Tour guide, huh? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not making money on it. I'm trying to shut it down. And so, I've, you know, uh, I've taken Brett Weinstein and Chris Martinson. Masako Ganaha has been down about a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ann Vandersteel, that was her fourth trip. I've taken uh, congressmen, intel guys. Uh, oh, Lord, long list. And actually, I was... Um, I was hesitant to take Laura Luer because I thought she might be a diva. And I asked Ann Vandersteel, should we take her? And she's like, yeah, she's good. And and uh, we took her down, and it was the opposite with Laura. She's not a diva. <laughs> she's a hardcore. Uh, at one point, we had two dr- we had two drones. Look, at, we were out deep in the. This is last week. We were at a place called Maho Chiquito. So maybe I don't know, seven days ago or something. We were out there, and um, and I'm like, where's Laura? She's run off again and uh and and, and uh we couldn't find her so i had two drones up in the air looking for her. i had two guys just find her you go this way you go that way <laughs> couldn't find her so finally a couple of batteries later we find her way upstream in a piragua and a dugout canoe with some indians she was up there with masako ganaha and oscar blue they were looking for aliens coming in from the jungle and so you know they were down there shooting video. She just actually Loomer, Laura Loomer just put that video up maybe a couple of hours ago. I just retweeted it. But what you can't see in the video is at one point, one of our drones finds them and comes low. Like we found you, you know, and uh, I think they can hear it on their video though. But Laura is out there in the river and it's a Rio Turquesa deep in the Darien. And she's interviewing these, um, she's in the Piragua, she's in the dugout canoe. And yeah. she's like, you know, are you going to, where are you going? That sort of thing. And they're like, no, they're, and they're saying they're from Venezuela. There's much, much more there, of course. We can't wait. Speaker Johnson demands action on the border during an intense meeting from the Epic Times. Good to hear. House Speaker Mike Johnson has described reports that he was confronted by congressional leaders during an intense meeting over government funding and and aid to Ukraine at the White House on Feb 27th as pretty accurate. Speaking to Fox, Johnson was asked by if there were any truth the reports will be right back. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. 
hemppaste.com slash rbn. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend Overnight. Jim, I'm on the air. I'll call you when I'm break. You know I need someone. When I was younger, so much younger than today. Well, here's uh, Mike Johnson speaking to the House, Speaker of the House, telling Sean Hannity these reports are pretty accurate. They said I was on an island by myself, and that was me versus everyone else in the room, Mr. Johnson said. What the liberal media doesn't understand, Sean, is that if you're here in Washington and you're described as a leader that's on an island by themselves, it probably means you're standing with the American people. And that's what I did yesterday. I reminded the president and all involved that the number one issue in America is that open border, the catastrophe that we have, that President Biden himself designed, that he caused and created. I told him, just as I have many times before, he must address it with executive authority. We can't wait any longer. Good for him. Biden, of course, is going to drag it out, pretend there isn't any problem. Meanwhile, 
Yeah, Macy's announcing over 100 store closures, not just because of economic shutdown, but also shoplifting and the like. Major problems are encountered between 2011 and 2020. TV staff writers moved from 35 to 63 percent women, 74 to 44 percent white. Man dies. Well, we know all about Michigan State is threatening to conduct warrantless home inspections on homeschoolers. Here's a Jerusalem Post, and this fits so consistently with what I've been saying about anti-Semitism as a fraud and a distraction. The Jerusalem Post says anti-Semitism must be criminalized before it's too late. Too late for what? For the public to figure out that the, the Jews are the racists? For the public to figure out that the, the Jews are the, the ones who are conducting mass murder, that the Jews are the ones who believe in their own superiority, that the Jews are the ones that believe the other races only exist to serve the Jews. Give me a break. Meanwhile, News Paradigm reports stunning act of scientific censorship. Journal retracts peer-reviewed study critiquing the COVID vax, calling for a global mandatorium to ban the jab. It was revoked. The journal, Curious, on Monday retracted the first peer-reviewed paper to provide an extensive analysis of COVID mRNA vaccine trial data and post-injection injuries. The author of the paper also called for a global moratorium on the vaccines. Dr. McCullough, one of the paper's authors, called the retraction a stunning act of scientific censorship. He told the defender, the journal and its editors had the right to reject the paper at any time during the review, but once published, it's a violation to retract the paper without adequate justification. He is right. Back taking your second out. Sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. 
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.